got his own show. It's filled with smut, phony phone calls, and music. Hey now. Welcome, everybody, to the Joe Antonio Show here on a Wednesday, guys. Today is August 3rd, 2022, guys. I just want to welcome everybody to a brand new show here today on a wacky Wednesday. It was definitely a uh, very fucking wacky day for me to say the least. Yeah. All right. Got Air Dog here in the house. In the house. Hello, hello, Joseph. Hello, hello. What's up, BP there? filed in nice and early hey i noticed um aaron our, our alerts are finally uh working again uh, oh, is that a fact i think it's time yeah to you know, it took, you know, know stuff together okay you know. three two one 
this jam. It's like we pay for this service. Yeah, thank you guys for joining the show. And thank you, Aaron, also for joining me with as well, as always. Um, yeah, listen, we pay for this fucking service to to broadcast out to you guys and do our live shows and so you guys can listen back. And uh, it's just, you know, when shit doesn't work that I'm paying for, it really irritates the fuck out of me. So I don't know. I, listen, I've said this before. Oh, wow, they're working. And then all of a sudden, in one week, they're going to stop working again. I love when we go live and it shoots you out a live text. If you follow the show and it says, hey, you know, the Joe Antonio show is starting now, you know, it creates excitement, you know, people can join the live show. And, and I don't know. It's just I always wonder that, too, because I always get alerts for everybody else's live shows during the day. When I'm at work, Do you? And, yeah, all the time. And you feel like it's just your show that's being singled out? Yeah, I feel like I'm getting blackballed. You know what I mean? It's like, what the fuck, dude? It's just, it, you know. Our show's important here. I want everybody to hear it. And when we go live, I think it's important. You know, I would I would love for everybody to kind of just, you know, know when we're live. You know, get your alert on your phone. Like, oh, shit, Joe and Aaron are live. We, we got to tune in. <laughs> we got to drop what we're doing. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know? Oh, I left my kid in a hot car. Well, fuck it. The Joe Antonio show's on. We got to go watch it. We got to go listen. Whatever. You know, you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> well, hopefully Podbean will get their shit together soon. Just say that, leave my kid in a hot car. I'm fucked yeah. up. <laughs> I mean it. No, but you know, you understand what I'm saying, right? The importance of actually, you know, getting the word out that way is big. I mean, that's big for us because I'd rather have my listeners know, our listeners know when we're fucking going live. It's very important to me. Hey, now. Fuck. Is that much to ask? Christ's sakes. Not at all. Well, I think hopefully they got their uh, their shit together. But uh, yeah, Aaron, welcome to the show. We had a, had a crazy day today. Ugh, yelled at like three times from people for shit that wasn't my fault. I, was, I stayed a little bit later today at work to just kind of help the, you know, the cashier. Cause one of, you know, me and the other guy, we, one of us trades off one leaves early. The other one stays, we do it every night. So I don't know. His paperwork was all screwed up. People are coming in, complaining, screaming at the cashier. I had to go in and I had to fix stuff and people are screaming at me. I'm like, listen, I have no idea what the fuck is going on here. I'm just helping out. I'm getting screamed at. I was like, fuck this shit. Ugh, that's rough. I was supposed to stay till six. I'm like, screw this shit. I'm going home. Then I was stuck on 84 on the way home near Queen Street in Sunnington. You know that for over an hour and 20 minutes because of an accident. So that was, uh, that was fun. Oh, jeez. You know, so yeah, it just it was one of those days. I got home, <laughs> fucking went right to the fridge, poured the kombucha. I'm like, you know, this is the first thing I did. I poured my booch and it was just, <sighs> ah, finally. Get me out of here, please. <laughs> Fucking one of those days, dude. Time oh, to kick God. back. Time to kick back. Relax, guys. We got a fun-filled, action-packed show. Um, dude, last night's show was really fun. We had a great time. I, I did get a lot of comments on the uh, uh, from the whole dentist story that we uh, we, we talked about. Oh my night. gosh, talk about traumatizing that whole thing. <laughs> Jeez. I had some people message me like, dude, that was probably one of the funniest things ever. <laughs> Just the back and forth and shit and. It was. It was a fun. It was a fun segment. I just didn't know that that news uh, clip would have turned into such a fucking hoopla. Uh, it was. It was great. Made for good radio. For, for Christ's sakes, <laughs> Doctor Schneider. Oh, that's crazy. It's so bad. Dr. Even my Schneider. mom. Even my mom messaged me this morning when she was at work because she she listens to my show on her way into work. <laughs> she she messaged yeah. me this morning. She goes. She goes, is that fucking news story that you and Aaron played about the doctor real? I'm like, yeah, mom. I'm like, it was on the fucking news. I played that news clip. She's like, oh, my God. She's like, the guy fucking rips people's kids' teeth out. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you didn't, you didn't hear the kids screaming in the background? 
<laughs> it was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you not hear that? Yeah. <laughs> My mom thought we were like putting on some type of bit or something last night. I'm like, no, that, that was not a bit. That was a real news story that we kind of just flipped into a bit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That was insane. That was crazy. It was crazy. I would have nightmares if I went to that dentist. And yeah, you just happened to go to the dentist yesterday to have your teeth scraped. But uh, like, oh, geez. God. Oh. Yeah, I know. You know what? I'm just yeah. like thinking to myself. They're like, they booked me another. You know how after you go to the dentist, they book you your next cleaning. Like, oh, yeah, six months. I, it might take me six months to get over the, the traumatizing factors of listening to that clip last night. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. If anybody didn't hear that clip, please go back and listen to, to <laughs> yeah yesterday's show. Because oh. <laughs> August 2nd, it was, a it, was a, it was a great episode. We had a good time. Um, Aaron, speaking of like weird news stories, so I found some more stuff. Obviously, you guys know that I, I love the New York Post, one of my favorite paper uh, newspapers, and I, I do you know get one every day on my doorstep. This one's fucked up, Aaron. You're gonna love this one. Some kid actually um, shot a McDonald's worker over his mom's food because the fries came out cold. <laughs> some fucking... kid shot a McDonald's worker because his yes. fries came out cold. I kid you fucking not. So uh, Lisa Fulmore uh, was angry about getting cold French fries at a Brooklyn McDonald's on Monday night, called her son who confronted an employee and allegedly shot him outside. The worker now is fighting for his life. Uh, Fulmore told the New York Post, I talked to my son with the cops. My son is just saying that he's got to watch what he got. He's got to do what he's got to do. He shot somebody over a fucking over warm French fries or cold French fries. I'm sorry. This was a big news story, I guess, in New York. I was reading this this morning when I'm fucking... I'm, I'm eating you my gotta, fucking. Yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta cap, uh, <laughs> cap somebody because they gave you cold French fries. So as I, I was reading, I was eating my fucking frosted flakes this morning because that's my my new breakfast. Now I love my frosted flakes in the morning. They're great. No pun intended, but uh, yeah. So it's yeah. <laughs> a fight over cold French fries led to the shooting of a Brooklyn McDonald's worker, and the mom of the man in custody for the crime on Tuesday said her son said he had to do what he had to do. Um, the mom of three boys said the incident unfolded after she ordered McDonald's on her mobile app and went to the Bedford, uh, Stervescent eatery around 7 PM to pick up the food, which included fries. The fries were cold. Fulmore said, I asked the girl to change the fries because the fries were cold. She went to the French fry machine for maybe 10 seconds and brought back fries. So I thought they were new fries. So I had left. I tasted the fries again. And after I got the third one, it was a cold fry still. So I went back to take the food back. I asked her, why would you give me the same fries and just put one on top of the other to make me think that you gave me new fries? She started laughing and all of them started laughing, acting like it's funny. I was like, what's funny? I paid for the food. I should get what I asked for. They laughed at me. One of them was like, all this over fries? So now I'm arguing with them back and forth. Um, <laughs> this, is fucking, I can't believe. this is when I was on the phone with my son. Here's where it gets interesting here. Oh my God. I can throw this down here. So this is when I was on the phone with my son. I was like, they in this, this I'm, I'm reading this uh, verbatim, by the way, guys, uh, off this. You know, that's what I love about the New York Post is they take every word quote by quote because this was her quote. She said, um, they, they in the McDonald's playing with me. I was like, I got kids their age. I'm not going to sit here and keep arguing with these little kids. Fulmore was FaceTiming with their son at the time. He was like, I'm coming down the block, she said. I was like, I, I, and it's not all right. It's actually spelled in the New York Post, A apostrophe I G H T. Nice. <laughs> um, then I was told him, no, don't come to McDonald's because I don't want you to get in trouble. But she said her son was already at the restaurant and it was too late. He heard them saying stuff to me. So he was like, you all better back off my mother. My son said, come outside to the boy in the back. 
The employee didn't exit the restaurant at that point, and Fulmore said she then told her son, hold on. (laughs) This is getting grave and interesting. Um, to just leave, but I didn't want to get him in trouble. I'm thinking it was over my son because he left the store. Then 10 or 15 min- minutes later, the mail worker came over to Fulmore asking, where's your son at? Um, and blah, blah, blah. And you can obviously know what he, Fulmore's son is. Uh, all right. So when asked if her son had a gun, mom said she didn't know. The mom referring to the victim who was shot in the neck outside of the McDonald's restaurant. Uh, I mean, dude, it's, <laughs> I, I don't know what to take from this one. Hey, you got to do what you got to do, dude. You know what I'm saying? Oh, dude, I could imagine what he would have done if it was like uh, like a quarter pounder or something that came out messed up. What, are you going to chop some heads off? <laughs> yeah. Listen, I thought you guys used that new fresh meat shit. Come on, King. What the fuck, dude? This is the type of stuff, though, Aaron, that really fucking irritates me in this country. Hey. That we're, we're sh- People are getting shot over cold fries. I mean, listen, nobody likes cold fries at McDonald's. I know I don't. You know. Wow. So fair warning to all the uh, Mickey D's employees <laughs> out there. It's... Open season. Get your shit together. <laughs> Make sure your fries are hot. I just uh, listen. Yeah, there's nothing. I, I love McDonald's French fries. I still think to did, this day. Do you, do you know if he actually did he actually murder this person or no? The, the kid's shooting? like he's in critical condition right now. He's basically on life support and he got shot in the neck outside of the restaurant. So shot him in the neck. Wow. Yeah. He hit an artery. That's it. But <laughs> over fucking fries at McDonald's. It's just I, I can't make this up, guys. You can it, dude. Yeah, that's just wow. <laughs> it's so stupid over fries. I mean, listen, uh, Jesus Christ. I've never thought about getting cold fries. You know, listen, and that's the other. The first thing I'm thinking about is, well, she made an, a mobile order. You can never order fries from McDonald's. All right, I don't care how how quick you drive home when you when you leave McDonald's. All right, and I don't care if you're a two minute drive to your house. Those fries are still gonna end up cold. There's no way to fucking you know keep those fries hot. I don't care. I tried. Oh, dude, when I when I go to Mickey D's, I can't I can't keep my hand out of the bag. Yeah. I'm already eating the fries. Right yeah, half away. of them are. Like, yeah, they're given. gone. They're gone. By the yeah. way, I'm home. You know, if you really yeah, I mean, want because the, it, they're the best fresh. They really are. Oh man, and I love when they tell me to pull up to the next window. They're like, "Oh, can you just pull up a little bit and just wait for a second because your food's not ready?" I'm like, "Oh man, that means that they're cooking the fucking fries right now. I'm gonna get a fresh batch." And yeah, I'm eating them the whole entire ride home. I go home the next day. I look at my fucking steering wheel. It's filled with salt and grease and shit. I'm like, oh. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what did BP say? Rabbit season, duck season, McDonald's employee season. Yeah, there you oh, go. Jeez. <laughs> fucking, it's, it's just so horrible. It really is. I don't know. You, you know, you can't hide the smell of Mickey D's. You ever like, you know, you get in somebody's car and like, this dude was eating Mickey D's. Do you ever oh, have, yeah. at, your, at yep. your place? Do you ever have the Mickey D's smell in your customers' cars? Dude, you want to hear something disgusting? I think I might have even said this on the air. It was a couple weeks ago, dude. There was um, a girl that brought her truck in. We had to replace her back windshield. Um, and my technician was in there, and he had to pull back the headliner. So he's in there, and she had a box of, uh, like, you know, the like the small four-piece chicken nuggets? They were like yeah. wedged. They were wedged underneath her seat, and he had to pull. He had to remove the rear seat in order to get at the headliner because you had to take everything out. So he removes it, and all of a sudden, like it's just the box there, but it's covered in little tiny black ants. You know, like when you like in a really dirty area, if you drop like a piece of food on the ground, it gets covered in those little tiny black ants. Yeah, yeah. So the whole box is fucking covered. So he's like looking down at it. He didn't know what it was because he saw everything moving, and sure enough, like he took like he took one of his tools and he opened the box, dude. Those things he said, he showed, he's like, 
He goes, Joe, you want a chicken nugget? I'm walking through the, you know, I'm like, what are, you, what are you talking about? I go over there and I look down, dude, and he opened the box, dude. There's like fucking probably 5 million ants inside this fucking woman's car on, on these chicken nuggets inside the car. And the car stunk like, it stunk, <laughs> dude. It stunk like McDonald's and feet. Like the two worst smells in the world, Aaron. McDonald's and disgusting, smelly feet. I mean, you want to go in somebody's car and fucking puke? I mean, the way that people, like, actually leave their vehicles, like, I would be embarrassed, like, completely embarrassed to drop my car off at a dealership where people are working on my cars. To have it stink, number one. And just have trash and shit all over the fucking ground. I mean, it's disgusting, like, how people live. Oh, oh my gosh. You know, I, <laughs> that oh, reminds just... me. I had, I had a, a friend whose mother would clean before the cleaning lady came. Mm. Sounds like my mother. That's what she used to yeah. do. <laughs> it's like, what do you, I used to say, like, what, what are you cleaning for? You hired this woman. Well, I just want to make sure that she cleans it better than I do. Like, well, what, are you, what are you? What are you crazy? What are you crazy? You can't. You can't have a filthy house. You got to clean before before somebody comes over. I'm like, yeah, but the cleaning lady's coming over. You, can, yeah, well, you can't. You, you can't have it dirty when the cleaning lady comes here. Oh, well, who God. cares? That, that, that's why they're there. They're they're there to fucking clean the piss and shit off your toilet bowl. You know, do the shit that you're not. You don't want to do. <laughs> fucking uh, why? I, I never understood that. My mother did the same thing. That's so fucking yeah. odd that you say that. Yeah. And it's just, you know, like seeing that, like that day, I remember, and we were just so grossed out. I remember every single technician that's in the shop, I got a shop of 12 guys. It was like, it was like show and tell hour. And I was like, Hey, come here. Look at the car that Joe's uh, tech's working on. Oh, look at the fucking nasty, disgusting chicken nuggets on the ground with ants all over it. <laughs> you see everybody in there just like ready to puke. It's disgusting. I mean, I mean, but, you know, and then I, I get to thinking about this too, Aaron. It's like how people, how disgusting people are. Is like, you know, you got somebody that like leaves trash and nasty shit like that in their car. Could you imagine what their homes look like? They, oh, yeah, people, people can be incredibly disgusting. Um, you know, any hoarders? Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, I do have hoarders in my family where they just, they save like the most senseless shit in the world. Not to the extent of like what you saw on that show on hoarders on TV, but, um, I mean, do you? I don't know. I mean, I don't know anybody I, that great. I had, but. yeah, I, I had a friend who was out in Los Angeles. He was, uh, he was an older guy, about sixty-five years old, but he was, uh, he was a uh, tribal elder of the uh, Mission Indians who owned the casinos out there. So yeah. he had nothing to spend his money on. But it was uh, like uh, when he was younger, his parents had handed the the house down to him. I went over to this guy's house and, um, you know, I, I thought I was going to be, you know, immaculate and all these, you know, just cause that that's what you think of when, you know, somebody gets, you know, all this money deposited into their account every month and they don't know what to do with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, this guy was a straight up hoarder. He had like magazines, uh, like a suit. I couldn't open the front door. It was so, it was so packed, like from the floor <laughs> to the ceiling, stacks of just old ass from the sixties through like 2015, like of magazines. And, uh, like there was, he had four pianos. Uh, he had, um, all, he was a real big, like, um, Coca-Cola collector. So he had those all over well, the place. Like the signage and all that And it shit, was, yeah. it was, um. It was a maze of literally like things just stacked from floor to ceiling and you had to like walk sideways to get for around <laughs> to get from room to room. And I was just like, it was, it was, I went over to help the guy put a, a air conditioner in his window. That's why I was there. 
And uh, yeah, dude, just like it's it is crazy. People who have these like hoarding tendencies, and it's just like, why do you have all this crap? I do I do not understand the the phenomenon. And people have such a hard time breaking up with like these possessions, you know. Like, um, I it's it's either oh I never know when I'm gonna uh, have to use that, or like um, oh that's got sentimental value. Uh, I you know that reminds me of somebody, or that was a gift from somebody, or um, yeah, that reminds just me let of it a go. time when I throw it out. Yeah, yeah, throw it you the know? fuck like, out. We all have to go. Go. Have to go. Listen, I, I've seen, and I think I've. I, I don't know. I the one episode that I saw of Hoarders was this one woman. And uh, listen, I usually when I watch that show, I laugh my balls off because I think it's hilarious. But I did see one. Did you, that, did you see the one where the raccoons jumped out of a pile of trash in the oh, living room? Oh god, that's disgusting. <laughs> no, no, that that was just like. Ugh. I mean, I thought this was bad. No, that's disgusting. But there was a lady that um her her mother died. Okay, and her mother made a crock pot of like chili like maybe 15 years before like her or you know 15 years ago though obviously she she died and then she had this crock but she left it inside of her fucking fridge for 15 fucking years a crock of chili so the woman that's hosting the show order she's going through and she's like oh well, what's this what's this and she points to the fucking crock pot in the back she goes oh well what's in there can we see what's in there so she gets all the fence. No, no, you, you can't go in there. It's that's my my the last crack of my my mother's famous chili. <laughs> and the woman asked her, she's like, well, how, how long has it been in there for? Well, she passed away 15 years ago and it's the last crack. So, dude, this woman left a fucking crack of chili inside of her fridge for 15 fucking years. So, you know, sure enough on hoarders, they got to do something to gross you out. So they pulled a fucking crack out. The, they pull it out. She's wearing like not even latex gloves. I mean, she's like double gloved, like the thick, like, you know, like the ones you go weed your garden with. She pulled yeah. it out. Dude, they open this fucking thing. The whole entire camera crew and everybody that was inside the house actually had to get out of the house because it smelled so bad when they <sighs> opened it up. The view inside of this thing was fucking disgusting, dude. It was mold. There was fucking maggots and shit inside of it. And I'm I mean, pic- yeah, I'm picturing like just chili too from oh, a and a half ago. That has to be disgusting. It was so decomposed because it's been in there for so fucking long, dude, that literally it was growing its own like infrastructure inside of this fucking crack yeah. pot. It, it was just, I, I couldn't fucking believe it. I was just like, how in the fuck? how do people live like this you know it's bad dude if they opened a crack of chili and the whole the whole crew had to go out like you like they pan out and like you see the lighting guys like bringing the equipment outside like with their noses the fucking just like oh yeah what <laughs> <laughs> disgusting what is wrong with people dude i just listen i do know hoarders but they're to an extent but that show i mean i don't know what's worse that or that show dr pimple popper that i mean there's some you know the the 600 pound life show is really bad totally different genres you know what i mean like just uh, gross out shit just just different (laughs) i mean you know uh yeah just two totally two totally different um genres um oh bp just (sighs) now you just said now you know where wendy's gets its chili don't don't fucking know (laughs) fuck that dude i love wendy's chili don't screw me up on wendy's chili please there's there's (laughs) nothing better than wendy's fucking chili don't fuck me up on that Dude, I swear to God, though, after I watched that, and I was, I was just like, 
I mean, I never even knew that one you were saying. It was raccoons jumping out of garbage. Yeah, bags. raccoons. Yeah, it was good because the, the, they're filming. And it was like one of those uh, it was one of those living rooms where there was piles of like weird stuff. It's like like um, like phone books. Like, I don't know, like the, like you remember back in the day when people used to have like they used to throw phone books at your front door yeah. and uh, like they would just be like just drive around the neighborhood and just whip phone books at your door. And um, yeah, and that's and, and nobody used them. Nobody ever picked them up. We never like homeless people would freaking wipe their ass with the freaking pages uh but for some reason we had all these freaking phone books you know for uh for and that's all uh, all these people's personal data and uh, you know like that were so we think it's so precious today um but uh yeah it was just piles of just like stuff just you know all that that type of like uh just newspapers and um just like uh like like yeah like the fucking fire hazards it wasn't like pure trash it was like it was like bullshit sentimental like stuff from around the neighborhood that like I you know just yeah old oh, books God. and and uh and and uh yeah dude it, but Listen, we got very... family raccoons popped out the uh the <laughs> it was it was actually kind of funny because like you could tell like they were right like waiting to pounce it was one of those situations where they almost like removed the uh newspaper from the top of the pile and then you know the raccoon went and jumped out. Yeah, they and, have rabies uh, and shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, Good it's, it's fucking disgusting. Listen, I I'm like very sentimental about certain things, and I do like collect things, but I collect them out of a a sentimental purpose, and I don't go overboard with shit. I know a lot of people are like that. You know, people collect stuff. You know, I, I mean, I collect like you know, just I don't know, stupid shit. You know, like I have like a huge fucking video game collection that I'll never part without. I got stuff like that. That's like it holds value and stuff in it. But, dude, I'm not holding on to useless fucking shit. You know what I mean? Like just stuff that has no fucking meaning or sentimental value. It's just I think those those people have it's it's literally a disease to be a hoarder. It really is. It it's is. a fuck. It's a yeah. fucking and it's disgusting. It's a fucking dirty disease. I mean, when you see too, when they walk around these people's homes. Just how fucking filthy and disgusting these places are. You know, it looks like they haven't fucking cleaned their toilet bowl and, and you know, God knows when. You know. Yeah, so, so ugh. weird. <laughs> um, so there's a, uh, Joe, you should, you should, um, I don't know if you can get the audio clip for this, but there's a, there was a Hoarders episode where um, a guy, he had raccoon penis bones among, <laughs> um, among his bizarre um, in collection. Um <laughs> <laughs> raccoon penis bones yeah if you search for raccoon penis bones hoarders it's on dailymotion.com oh wait a minute hold um, on it, i got max working on it right now he's yeah max how long you gotta all right oh he's pulling it right now wow <laughs> quick there wait so hold on penis bones uh yeah, i didn't I, yeah. wait so, i didn't even know what wait, so a raccoon's penis isn't like just a car it's a fucking actual raccoon, bone? raccoon penis bones that's what that's what the article says uh so i, I want to hear this and see uh see what, it, what it's all about well uh, i'm kind of so part of his bizarre collection uh so uh yeah yeah, well, my mind's blown because I didn't think a penis was considered a penis if it had a bone in it. So that's uh, that's what. Yeah, that's that's what this article is uh, labeled. It says uh, raccoon penis bones among Nathan's bizarre collections. Max, you got that pulled? Oh, he's got it. All right. Hold on a second. here. <laughs> penis bones. Hold on a second here. Let me I got to what uh, what folders it in Max? Oh, here we go. OK. Thank you. All right, here we go. I, I, this is news to me, Aaron. I guess uh, raccoons have penis bones. Here we go. Nathan is ready. 
This is what hoarding can look like when you're young. It's all gonna be donated. He's aware of his situation and he's willing to do the hard work. Donate, 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 donate. Piranha, okay, that's scary looking. <laughs> what is that? They're raccoon penis bones. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, sorry I asked. I'm not <laughs> sure I would have recognized that because I've never heard or seen anything like that before. Truthfully, I, I didn't I didn't know penises had bones. <laughs> <laughs> There's not very what? many animals that do. I I can Damn. respect that that could be something that someone would collect. Do do you mind me asking why you have uh, penis bones? Uh, donate. Okay. <laughs> they were in a box of stuff that I brought home, I swear. Oh, my God. I never want to see anything like that again. <laughs> what the fuck? She had the same set of... I have about 15 dogs and nine cats. I can't open it. I'm horrified. What's I'm this? I'm going to have to call somebody <laughs> to pull you out of there. I don't think I'm a hoarder. <laughs> I think I, <laughs> I, I think I, I had this. Think I'm a whore. I think I, I don't think I'm a horror. <laughs> I just got, I got raccoon bones hanging around, penis bones, penis bones. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, listen, I, I'll tell you one thing, man. This is some extreme news to me because I, I never in a million years would have thought number one that a raccoon's penis is a bone, and even the woman says she's like, wait a minute, hold on a second. So a raccoon's penis is actually a bone. So when they call a boner, it's actually really a bone? <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my lord, dude. Of all the things to have in your collection. Like I yeah, I mean, let's that's, that's not one of the things you just like throw out. Uh but yeah, that definitely goes in the donation pile. No, uh, wait, please ends... don't throw out the penis bones. <laughs> I need those. I need my raccoon penis bones. Please don't throw them out. What the fuck? <laughs> What's up, oh, Tracy? Is, is that going to Goodwill? Are you going to find that in a Goodwill near you? Yeah. Uh, I mean, what are you going to do? Go sell those on eBay? Oh, man, I got some six precious uh, raccoon penis bones right here that we're selling tonight. Um, <laughs> please, uh, serious inquiries only on these penis bones that I have hanging around. Uh, you know, um, I've gotten these uh, from some of the finest raccoons in the forest. Um, I laid out some specific garbage that actually gives me the most erectile penis bone from a raccoon that's commonly available. <laughs> yeah, how does how does that work? Does it does the raccoon have to die with the Yeah, the, does it the die with a bone? And then, yeah. like, and then get like rigor mortis? Like how does it how does it work? What are they fondling are they fondling the raccoon until it gets like you know I, like when you we know when they kill a cow like they give it like a massage so it like it lets out all these endorphins and shit to give it the best what are they like fondling the fucking raccoon I, and saying I, I all right that's I it <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking i am uh, no other I parts just, of the raccoon just the penis bone i am besides myself i really am <laughs> um hey speaking of hoarders max pulled this as a bonus one this is this is jill the food hoarder this is another one i was telling you about uh you know obviously the food hoarding this this woman's um and she's she's not so good either here take a listen She's pretty sick. She still doesn't believe that the food is bad. <laughs> you know, that it's unsafe. She really doesn't see it yet. 
can't love the music. <laughs> Aiden was concerned that a number of the things that had been in the refrigerator had become contaminated simply because they were in the dirty refrigerator. When they opened the lid, the smell was so horrible. And Aiden said, she's not, I'm not going to let her keep any of this. Hey, Mom? Yeah. I looked Eagles. in this cooler. Yeah. And the first thing that I saw was this. Frozen tofu. Yeah. Uh, it's puffed up and it's, it's rotten. Aiden, it's <laughs> frozen. It's not. All this stuff it's, in this cooler. Okay, can I tell you? No, no. All this <laughs> stuff in this cooler, I'm throwing out, and then tonight we're going to go shopping, and I'm going to get you some new groceries. Okay, can I can I tell you what is going on you here? You can tell me, but I'm still throwing it out. In my opinion, they weren't safe. Uh, they were sitting in juices of Ugh. rotten stuff. It's got to go. <laughs> I mean, dude, it's just ugh, tofu of all things. <laughs> tofu <laughs> sitting in juice. These fucking people are disgusting, man. I swear to God, it's just it's it's absolutely asinine how people can fucking live like that. <laughs> fucking gross. All right, I gotta get off this topic before I fucking puke all over the place. Sorry, guys, if you're eating your dinner tonight, but uh. I, we just had to get into it. I still think that the whole penis bones, uh, it's, it's still the, the most mind-blowing of them all, but I don't know. <laughs> all right, cool. Joe Antonio Show. Uh, I swear, when we come back, we won't be talking about raccoon penis bones. <laughs> What's a good topic, though? Oh, boy. I hope I enlightened everybody. Here, dog, let's get into the little uh, 80s here tonight. Little pebbles with girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> penis bones. Fucking penis bones. Penis bones. My raccoon has a big penis bone. <laughs> we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Girl, 
uh, 80s shit to kick off our Wednesday night here. Joe Antonio show. What was that? Pebbles. Pebbles. Oh, what a decade. Cool. All right, Joe Antonio show, guys. Welcome back. So, Aaron, what were you saying? You could buy penis bone earrings on Etsy? <laughs> Would you do a little research into that <laughs> during the break there? Yeah. What I sure did. I know. I know that you promised our listeners we wouldn't be talking about raccoon penis I, I know, when we return from our music break. Very. But this just in: you can buy <laughs> raccoon penis bone earrings on Etsy. <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine like the fucking person putting? Oh my god! I can't believe I'm gonna put these on Etsy. I'm gonna have so many people buying these penis bone earrings. I can't wait. Oh yeah. <laughs> You can get an extra large raccoon penis bone pendant necklace for that special <laughs> someone in your life. Oh my God, that necklace is so beautiful. What is it? Um, it's a penis bone. You never heard of a penis bone? <laughs> like, wow, we're friends with this fucking weirdo. Oh yeah, that's Tracy. Right. You don't, uh, Tracy, do uh, you don't want me to buy you one? Oh, all right, well, <laughs> I'm gonna get, get your address after the show. We'll send you a uh, exclusive those penis uh, bone earrings. They dangle just the right. <laughs> they dangle. Those dangly ones, those penis bone earrings. I love them when Ethel wears those penis bone earrings out when we go on a date. <laughs> wow amazing holy fucking uh, fuck the ratings are five stars you know uh, well yeah, <laughs> what, yeah. <laughs> can you imagine some of the ratings from some of those fucking weirdos yeah, yeah. yeah the these poli- are absolutely uh stunning exclamation point uh they're the perfect <laughs> length um also <laughs> mounted in very well <laughs> wow what the fuck uh, they feel very sturdy and hang nicely um, <laughs> can we please can somebody please like get their ip addresses to the people that reviewed those and call the cops and send them to their fucking house can you imagine what else they're buying on etsy i mean jesus <sighs> christ dude what the uh... fuck Ugh, it's just sad and disturbing all right well anywho <laughs> let's move on from the penis bone earrings even though it is interesting <laughs> um Hey, Aaron, I didn't know if you saw this today on the news. Um, so Alex Jones, obviously, you know, Alex Jones, the uh, the famous uh, conspiracy theorist from Infowars. We, we play we make fun of Alex Jones a lot here on the show. Um, he's just a, a fucking retard. He's the one that kind of went on and said that the whole Sandy Hook shooting was all a fake and a farce and the child were actors and the parents were actors. So he's actually been in Waterbury court. Um, over the last couple of days. And if you don't remember, I, I think about a couple months ago, I reported on this that he ended up skipping his um, his court case in Waterbury. He ended up getting fined like $50,000 for not showing up. So, oh, wow. He's actually getting sued now by a lot of the parents. And there was a lot of, this was all over the fucking news today. I saw this. And it's so funny because we did play a, um, an Alex, uh, Alex Jones uh, phony phone call last night on the show. I had not even me knowing that he was going to be in court today. So I was kind of like, wow, what a coincidence that is. I'm looking through, and um, I have some clips here from today. So this guy's a real fucking piece of shit. So he has his own, obviously, his TV network. And I don't know if you know what it's called, Infowars. You know, he's he's online. He sells like all these bullshit fucking products online, and you know, he's got his own news channel. He's just, you know, he the guy is just a, a huge conspiracy theorist. He's he's a fucking retard, uh, to say the least. Yeah. And so he actually went on his own show, and. This was the night before. This was last night on his show, basically calling out the the parent that is actually suing him on his show. Called him out live, uh, slamming the fucking guy. 
saying that he's this and that and this and that and not knowing that he's going to court the next day that he can all this shit that he's saying on his live television show which is watched by you know a couple hundred thousand people i mean he's he's not unpopular yes he's unpopular with a lot of people but he he has his little followers you know what i mean yep take a listen to this shit dude so this was him last night on his Infowars show slamming the fucking parent that's suing him take a listen alex jones took the stand in his own defense today in his defamation case but just hours before he did he went on his talk show that airs on the InfoWars website and said this about the father of a Sandy Hook massacre victim. Let's just say he's, 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 a, he's a nice man and it's not an act. He is um, being manipulated by some very bad people. I mean, I'll just say, because I gotta be honest, he's slow, okay? And his ex-wife is not. And I don't think he's stupid. I'm just saying he's he's... I've got family members that are really smart in a lot of ways, but they're just real kind of quiet and have this way about them, and 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 they 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 move at a different pace. Like they're fast in some ways and slow in others. And he's, I mean, I think Heslin acts like somebody on the spectrum. Heslin is Neil Heslin, the father of a six-year-old boy murdered at Sandy Hook ten years ago. Prosecutors quickly turned that around on Jones and played the clip for the jury today. <laughs> a court already found him guilty of defaming the parents. Now a jury has to decide how much he must pay because of the damage he caused. This is just like, how could you? Why? You're on trial for something. The guy's getting sued for $150 million, and you go on your stupid talk show you're rambling on about how the guy, the father of the kid that died is slow and this and that. I mean, dude, what the fuck, man? How stupid yeah. could you be, Aaron? What a piece of shit. So, this you know, one. he, yeah, he mean, he, so he conceded in court today that he believes it was 100% real. Oh, yeah. Here, I got the clip. It's 100% real, as I said on the radio yesterday. And as I said here yesterday, uh, it's 100% real. And the media still ran with lies that I was saying it wasn't real on air yesterday. It's incredible. They won't let me take it back. They just want to keep me in the position of being the Sandy Hook man. That's what he wants to be, Aaron. He's spoken about it so much. How he changed his, his tune in the matter of hours. Oh, yeah, it's real. It's real. I swear to God. Yeah, it's real. Uh, uh, make sure you go to Infowars.com, too, and make sure you buy my uh, my penis pump pills. Yeah, they'll make your cock large, and you'll you'll fuck your wife all night, and uh, it'll give you extra creatine. If you ever watch this shit, that's, that's, he, he sells, like, stupid, like, like supplements and shit on his shows. And if you go on to Infowars.com, they're even, like, promoting this guy's website, but because he's a fucking piece of trash. And this all wow. went down right here, Aaron, right, right in the vicinity of where I live, literally – a seven-minute drive down the road, right in Waterbury Judicial Court, where this guy is being tried. Yep. Um, I heard the traffic today down in downtown Waterbury was, like, absolutely fucking insane, you know, because there was a lot of people that were trying to get in to watch it because there is live news coverage on this. I think it was actually being broadcasted today on Court TV. But here's here's the other caveat of this, Aaron. Also, the mother. So, I, I, obviously, the mother and father of this young kid that there's – they're, they're divorced now, but listen to her heartfelt fucking words. And, you know, listen, if you could just imagine what happens. You send your kid to fucking school and dies in a mass shooting. And you got this asshole, Alex Jones, saying, oh, it's a folks. It's all it's all a fake. I swear to God. Just make sure you go to Infowars.com and buy my penis pump pills. 
you know, this guy's a fucking clown. But listen to her, her statement today. I, you know, there was people that were actually in the jury crying over listening to this. I wanted to tell you to your face because I wanted you to know that I am a mother first and foremost, and I know that you're a father and my son existed. You're still on your show today trying to say that I'm implying that I'm an actress, that I'm deep state. You have this week. Truth is so vital to our world. Truth is what we base our reality on. We have to agree on that to have a civil society. Sandy Hook is a hard truth hard truth. Nobody would want to ever believe that 26 kids could be murdered. Nobody would ever want to believe that. I understand people not wanting to believe that, actually. I don't want to believe it. Jesse was real. I am a real mom. There's nothing out there. Nothing. There's records of Jesse's birth, of, of me. I mean, I have, I have a history, and there's nothing that you could have found because it doesn't exist that I'm deep state. It's just not true. I know you know that. That's the problem. I know you know that. And you keep saying it. You keep saying it. Why? Why? For money? Because you've made a lot of money while you've said it. I know you're, I mean, I know you believe me. It's, just, uh, it's it's fucking disheartening. Listen, anybody that's ever supported or bought anything from this fucking asshole Alex Jones, I swear to God, you should be condemned with him. I'm sorry, Tracy, if I made you tear up a little bit. I'm not trying to, but listen, you, you know, this is a uh, real life shit right here. And you know what, Aaron? That's the funny thing too is what she said is like, you know, he literally went out of his way to to try to make money off of this whole conspiracy theory that the whole Sandy Hook thing was just actors and actresses. The parents were acting, and they purposely put their kids inside this school to get shot. I mean, <clears throat> come on, dude. Yeah, that's that's it's that's yeah, it's just disgusting, man. Especially because obviously we're in Connecticut. We know that you know it was obviously a very serious thing. Yeah, uh, it was obviously not, uh, you know, not a, a hoax. Yeah, it's just but yeah, and that too. But like for somebody to sit there and go and make money off of this shit, you know, like with people believing in it. Oh, listen, if you uh, believe in this, this uh, uh, Sandy Hook conspiracy theory, please donate to my cause that the uh, Sandy Hook conspiracy is uh, is a real thing. And that, now you hear him on the fucking on the new, uh, you know, on the trial uh, begging, pleading because he knows he's getting because, listen, the guy's not worth one hundred and fifty million dollars. At all. Yeah. He's not even close to that. So Absolutely not. He'll be living in a yeah. box after he's done it. InfoWars channel. He'll be fucking taken over by aliens, probably, because the guy's a fucking idiot. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's, you know. But, but hey, listen, you know what? Hey, listen, I'll cheer you up there. Uh, <laughs> I'll cheer you up there, Tracy. Uh, I've got an, another a new phony phone call, an Alex Jones phony phone call. And this was actually... Um, the they they called up swap and shop obviously you guys know swap and shop they've they've done pranks up with them all the time and they call up swap and shop and this is actually a clip of alex jones crying this was from about a year ago when he found out that he was getting sued by all these parents oh, so, so 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 they recorded him crying he is crying is just like the most fucking weirdest shit how he cries is i don't know if, if this was alligator tears or what but 
So uh, Richard and Sal chopped up his voice and called into Swap and Shop. And uh, this is great. This might uh, make you laugh now, Tracy. Here we go. Good morning. You're on Swap Shop. Yeah. Listen, a little bit of a problem here. My my father, we lost our family dog, and his name is Blumpkin. It would really help if people can look out for him. All right. Now, Salt what? and pepper colored. Okay. And can I my father tell you the description, please? He can. And what street are you on or where are you located? He'll, he'll tell you that. Hold on. One okay. Second. He's just a little upset. I'm sorry. Okay. That's fine. Oh, here he is. Go uh, ahead. Okay. God, old buddy. Folks, we got we to gotta get good people to stand up against these people. All right. Now, what, uh, what community do you live in? What street are you on? <laughs> might want to put your son back on the phone here so we just get the information Daddy. we just need the information here if we can get this out okay i'm sorry okay why don't you just tell us where what street you live on sir the street daddy <laughs> what street do you live on the street can you just talk sir can i talk to the son can i talk to the son please Daddy, can you give him the street, please? I tell you what, won't y'all call back, okay? <laughs> I've got another phone ringing here, and I don't aim to be, I don't aim to be irrational here, but I need some information, or we're gonna have to move on and see him call back. <laughs> so that's why that you know I try to be kind to people and. Uh, <laughs> oh, Alex, I didn't know he cried like such a fucking baby. <laughs> I love how they chopped that up. <laughs> it's really him crying, too. What a fucking piece of shit, man. Yeah, just... Hey, listen, you know what? I'll take a little humor any day over fucking all that bullshit. I mean, it's just, again, like you said, Aaron, it does. It hits very close to home because that was literally going on, you know, fucking seven minutes down the street from here. And it's just, ugh, it's just fucked up, dude. It really is. Yeah, crazy, yeah, it's, uh, crazy absolutely shit. fucked up. I like other, I like fun conspiracy theories, you know, like fucking Elvis still being alive, or you know, like uh, uh, <laughs> freaking I don't know, like T- uh, Tupac lives in Cuba. Yeah, who's uh, <laughs> Tupac lives in Cuba? Who's cryogenically frozen and who isn't? You know, uh, yeah, all that shit. Um, yeah, like, do you believe Walt Disney's actually frozen and they're gonna just somehow, you know, find technology to bring him back I, to life you know, one day? I feel like I feel like he was such a forward thinker. I, if anybody like would have done it, he yeah. But where, but where would you do it? Would you think he would do it? Like actually keep himself in a like in a, a cryogenic vault underneath the Epcot Center or underneath Disneyland, or do you think he would be in a secure location? Is that where he is? He's he's underneath Epcot. <laughs> I don't know. I never. I mean, I know that he's. They said that he was actually frozen and shit, but I never like knew like where or why. I don't even or... know if they had the technology back when he passed away to to do that. Yeah, I'm just always kind of like, well, why? You know, this world sucks anyway. Why the hell would you want to be frozen and brought back into it? Once I'm gone, that's it. I'm fine. I'm, I don't. I don't care if somebody wants to come and dig me back up and try to bring me back to life. I, I'm fine with being gone after I'm gone. <laughs> you know. Whatever happened, happened. It happened for a reason, and I don't want to be brought back to life. Those people, <laughs> you know, that's, yeah, that's the thing. I And I, I'm the same way, though, Aaron. I do like better, like, I do like, like, conspiracy theories that are, I don't know, a little bit, not like Alex Jones' conspiracy theories about Sandy Hook and fucking fake actress kids, which is just asinine and out of this world. 
Yep. I'm trying to think of like anything. what's on what's on the other like what's on the dark side of the moon? You know, they think that there's a a moon base up there that nobody's uh, talking about, or like uh, somebody. I had I had one guy. He was working with me. And he had all some, some interesting ones. Uh, hold on one second. All right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. I'm thinking too about like flat earthers. Somebody just knocked on Aaron's studio door. I wonder who that was. Like, hey, doing a show here. <laughs> I'm always thinking to myself, I'm like, what about flat earthers? I mean, those those are the real fucking kick in the ass. Like, dude, literally, these people that thought that the fucking earth is flat. Joe, I'll be back in just fucking a minute. Wall. All right. What's up, Maddie Mick, uh, Matt Face? <laughs> What's up, Joe? Welcome, nice Welcome to, to the show. Nice to meet you. I've heard great things about your show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Welcome so, to the madness. So a, a great conspiracy theory that's grounded in reality that doesn't get too woo woo tinfoil hat is... That the entire modern art market is all a money laundering scheme, meaning that people just set the price. They like, for instance, somebody will make a piece of art, they'll buy it for a million dollars, then it becomes tax deductible, and then they'll just store it in perpetuum until they sell it for $40 million and so on and so forth. And with mm -hmm. that said, there's another conspiracy theory that's closely tied mattress firm. How many mattress firms are there in a city? And how many times have you ever stepped foot into a mattress firm? This is clearly a business that is set up for a mob for facing a money laundering scheme. So, I mean, yeah, we can talk about like some of the, the harder conspiracy theories, but they always bring out the, the weirdos from the woodwork. But there are some real conspiracy theories that are grounded in reality where it's like, wait, what the fuck is actually going on with this? Yeah, mattress firm? I never really thought about that. Yeah, why is there so many fucking mattress stores out there? I mean... Right, and when have you ever bought a mattress at a mattress firm? Ever. There's always one employee, there's nobody ever in there, and there's always three <laughs> on the same main drag of every small town in America. There's It makes no sense outside of a money laundering scheme. Yeah, they're always right off the highway, like in those um, big shopping mall centers. It's like, you, and that, they always have like the biggest storefront. Like you see it right from the highway, like, oh, there's a mattress firm, you know, and then there's like a Kohl's in there and there's something else. And you got all this. I never understood that. Why we have so many fucking mattress. Are people buying that? Listen, a mattress is a purchase you make. How how many years? I mean, you know, so, so on some odd years. Yeah, like once every like maybe 10, 15, 20 years, depending on how yeah. big of a degenerate you are. You're, you're supposed to get a, like 10 years at least out of a mattress before they say, you know, it's time to kick it to the side and buy, buy a new one. But uh, is there really that many people out there buying mattresses? That's that's a very interesting one. I've never really thought about that, Maddie. That's a good one. For sure. And, and, there, <laughs> and there are all these conspiracy theories that are like right there, right in front of your face that most people don't even look at. Like you just have to like take a little bit of an analytical look at your world and you're like, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. Like I remember I grew up in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and there was a yeah. – there was a pool and jacuzzi uh, place that was next door to a paintball park or something. And I'd never seen a single human being in there in the 20 years in operation that it was open. And it wasn't until it dawned on me. I'm like, wait a minute, that is definitely a money laundering front because who the hell is shopping there? Literally nobody. But yeah, I mean, how are they still open? How the fuck is this store still open when there's nobody ever there? <laughs> yeah. I, what a I'm wow, I'm kind of mind blown by that. I mean, listen, I don't even really, I don't even consider that a conspiracy theory. I actually think that's it's the truth. I'm like, who the fuck is investing in these fucking places to keep them open? They have to be some type of front for something. Well, that's the fun thing about a conspiracy theory. For it to be a good one, is it's got to have a little bit of truth grounded in reality, and it's got to be a little bit out there where you're like, wait a minute, this can't be true. And somewhere in there, you have to make your own decision. And that's what I love about the money laundering conspiracy theories because you get too far down the rabbit hole, you do your investigations, and you might find yourself wearing cement boots and Jimmy Hoffa yourself out of existence.
Well, and listen, I'm Italian too. And like, I know like people like not in my immediate family, but people that are, you know, that are friends with that. Are, like, you know, they're, they're into like, you know, like uh, the garbage business and all sanitation. This shit. Yeah. San- yeah. You know, they're, they're like, you know, they're heads of companies that you're like, well, wait a minute, hold on a second. Like, you know, you, you, you you fucking, I never knew that you were ahead of this. And all of a sudden you find out through it. And then, you know, then your family tells you, oh, shut the fuck up. Don't, don't talk about it. You know, it's, it's not to be talked about. So do you live on the yeah. East coast? Yeah. I live in uh, Connecticut. Oh, cool. I live in New York. All right. So you know all about it then. Yeah. I mean, listen, oh, yeah. Sanitary. It's like, it's like when you watch the Sopranos, when, you know, metal Sopranos to go around like, Oh, what does your dad do? Um, he works in sanitation. Yeah. Oh my God. I used to work with this girl at a bar years ago, like 10 years ago at this point. Her name was Gina. And you're like, when, when you talk about like Italian Americans, like the, the trope, the stereotype is the Gina's and the Tony's. And Gina was the quintessential Gina. And I remember like I was a bartender, she was the hostess. And one night we just got to talk and it's like, hey, Gina, what kind of men do you like? She's like, oh, I don't know. I think I like criminals. I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah. And I like garbage men. I'm like, no shit. And she's like, yeah. And if they've been to prison, even better. I'm like, Gina. What the fuck? Well, but obviously, she grew up in Mass Queens. She was definitely from the family. Uh, well, you listen, know? they grow up around that. That's what they know. And that's what they think is like a safe haven for them. You know, Italian-American um, women, are they're, they're fucking nuts. I mean, listen, I'll tell you one thing right now. An Italian woman, an Italian American woman will do anything for you. She will fucking cook clean, wash your balls at the end of the day. But they're also fucking nuts at the end of the day. They will like, you know, they'll stab you while you're sleeping. God forbid you do something bad. They even fucking find out you're cheating on them. That's it. It's just, it, it's, you'll wake it's up, a, you'll wake up, you know, Lorena Bobbitt style with no penis. at least sitting on your pillow next to you. It's totally that hot, crazy matrix. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's like, you gotta be this hot or to be this crazy well italian women just break the mold where like they can be hot and they can be crazy and they can just be scattershot like buckshot all over that chart it doesn't matter because like you said they're they're loyal as fuck but you know i i, I think that's what i've always loved about like the inter- italian american culture on the east coast is it's all like honor and respect driven it doesn't make sense but it does make sense on a deep fundamental level you can do basically whatever the fuck you want to as long as there's a little bit of respect that goes along with it and you know, I come from the Midwest of America where it's all a bunch of people who are like fake nice to your face and talk shit behind your back. And when I got to the East Coast and everybody was a little bit harder hitting, faster paced, and it was all about respect. I'm like, this makes so much more sense to me because I don't know if I want to be nice and friendly with everybody, but I do want to be respectful with everybody. If that well, makes not, sense. Now you know the premise of our show. I mean, I'm from the East Coast. I'm 100% Italian. And now you can actually kind of see the sense of how our show is. We're hard hitting or unfiltered. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's just how I grew up. I grew up around that culture. You know, I, my whole family, you know, listen, you know, fucking Sunday dinners, all that bullshit. You know, I, I grew up with all that crap, you know, family's tight. That's how we all, that we live by the code. You know what I mean? You don't fucking, you don't, you don't talk about people, but if you do and they dis, they disrespect you, you, you say, you say something, you fucking give it back to them. That's, that's how our culture is. I'm happy for, I listen, I'm proud of my culture. I really am. Cause there is some fucking worms that'll just crawl back in their hole and just bury shit in their chest and never say anything to anybody. And I'm not that type of person. I, I can't be I'm right. Just, you know. These, these coasts just make so much sense to me where it's like, say it, say it properly, say it directly. Like if you're going to say something behind somebody's back and you can't say it to their face, then you should just shut the fuck up. Yeah. You know, well, just, and over here, that shit doesn't fly. It really doesn't. Cause most of the times, if you talk shit about somebody, you just get your jaw broken in, in New York or Connecticut or New Jersey. That's just how it is. Right. Oh, I, I just got an update on Aaron. Aaron had a plumbing emergency, guys. Uh oh, plumbing emergency. <laughs> Too much to talk about. 
It's that. It's that Baja Blast. Uh, the Baja Blast. Yeah, I think he might have had a Baja Blast out of his ass. <laughs> Something must happen over there. Jesus Christ. All right. Well, we'll um, we'll have to wait for Aaron to come back. Douche. Yeah. <laughs> see what's going on over there at the uh, at the Air Dog household. All right, um, Maddie, I'm going to get in, into some music. We'll catch up when we come back from this uh, music break here. Um, Sounds good. We'll see I'll what happens. With... I'll put it on mute. All right, yeah, we'll see what happens with Aaron. Plumbing emergency. <laughs> Just imagine he's, he's buried over his fucking toilet right now trying to fucking unplug his toilet. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, and uh, BP just wanted to let everybody know that he just got some McDonald's fries and they are hot. So, okay. So he, I guess he didn't have to pop a motherfucker tonight because of his cold fries. Cool. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Ay, 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 ay. All right, guys. Joe Antonio show. A little room five here with uh, Make Love featuring Oliver Cheatman. We'll catch up with Aaron hopefully when he comes back from his little plumbing emergency. Joe Antonio show. We'll be right back.
During the uh, music break right there, we uh, Max actually got a uh, reporter down to Aaron's studio to kind of check out what was going on over there. We got a live report going on over there. Um... Let's see what's going on over there. Hold on. Yeah, so there's like a lot of commotion going on in the background here. Let's uh, let's pipe in over to Aaron's uh, place. Let's see what's going on. Uh, Max, can you hook us uh, up to that live intel that's going on over there? Oh, here we go. All right, we got a live reporter. Uh-oh. That's not like some real plumbing issues going on over there. All right, here we go, guys. A lot of commotion going on over there. No, oh, it sounds like somebody's about to shit themselves. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> So, oh, we're, we're... Perry, are you in there? <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll get out of that one. Jeez, wow! I guess a lot of plumbing issues going on over there at Aaron's uh, studio. We'll uh, we'll get back to that. Uh, I guess in a bit. It's kind of disgusting, but oh my lord, wowzers! All right, guys, welcome back here live, Joe Antonio show. Let's get into a uh, another phony phone call here tonight, guys. Yeah, Matt, did you, did you like that? Uh, I was, a little live update from Aaron's studio there? <laughs> all I was going to say is laying pipe is hard work. It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Disgusting. Uh, Again, guys, I hope nobody's eating out there. I hope it's not dinner time anywhere. You're at. If it is, you're probably listening to the wrong show here. Um, now let's see what we got here, guys. I got a phony phone call lined up here somewhere. I had this one lined up before. Where was it? Oh, yeah, this is a good one here. This is uh, George Decay, the famous George Decay from uh, Star Trek calling into a sports show. Yeah, he calls into some, uh, It's I guess it's like a post-game internet talk show about the Cowboys, which, uh, number one, I, I'm not a fan of the Cowboys, never have been. So uh, this actually tickles me a little bit more than, than the average. But um, <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, hold on, let's see what comments we got going on in here. Uh, BP said, well... Uh, the fries were hot, but they are not covered. Oh, okay. Yeah, listen, we, you know, BP, it's just McDonald's fries. They are the best. You're just, you know, there's no fucking possible way to ever get those things piping hot straight home. You know, five, 10 minute drive. That's what pissed me off about that whole thing, though, is, you know, that kid got shot over fucking McDonald's French fries because they weren't hot. I don't care. Listen, I drive out of the goddamn drive through. They're already cold. You know, you, you can never get a fucking hot. Listen, the only way you can get hot McDonald's French fries is if you actually work at the place and you're manning the fucking fryer. As soon as those things leave, that's it. It's done. It's over with. It's over, Johnny. You ain't getting fucking hot French fries from McDonald's, even though they are so good. And there's no way to reheat them. 
you know, you go on YouTube, I'm sure some of these fucking idiots out there, like, oh, I'm going to show you a way on how you can reheat McDonald's french fries and they taste just the same. Listen, I'm not going through all that fucking trouble to go reheat, you know, reheat McDonald's french fries. I'm not. It's people with these YouTube videos. They make a YouTube video for everything, though. Jesus Christ. You know, I, I love the ones, too. I'm going to show you how to reheat pizza. There's no fucking possible way you're ever going to reheat a pizza unless it's baked in the same oven that it came out of. I'm sorry. You know, there's all these tips and tr- you put it in the toaster oven. You, you, no, it's not going to be the fucking same. Sorry. It ain't the same. You want hot food? Eat it where it's at. You know, I love how people complain about fast food takeout. How it's cold. You know, people DoorDash. DoorDash was, was set up during the pandemic. Bait. They, they had their biggest numbers and shit during the pandemic because everybody didn't want to go out. Everybody was lazy, wanted to sit home and order food to their house. And it's a convenience factor. And they got people fucking shooting people over French fries that are cold. Believe they. All right. Anyway, I'm getting off track here. I don't want to get back down that fucking rabbit hole. Um, yeah. George Decay. This is a good phony phone call. He uh, calls into a uh, a Cowboys post game show. And uh, I've never seen a uh, an Internet radio host get so flustered. Um, I mean, this guy just like he he actually sounds like Ziller, guys. Uh, when Ziller goes into his freak out mode. This is what I love about this. Uh, this clip. Here we go. The problem is Mike McCarthy plays Madden in the NFL. And that's why we suck. So let me just go to the callers. Hello, how are you? Hey, what's going on? My name is Brad. Love the show. Hey, Brad. I, I, th- I love you for loving the show. Thank you, I Brad. never miss an episode. Hold on, we, we want to celebrate you, Brad. Thank you. I wanted you to weigh in on the age-old debate, Star Wars or Star Trek. <laughs> I'm going to give you a curveball. I ain't like none of that shit. Really? I don't like none of that shit. Star Wars, Star Trek, I don't like none of that shit. Interesting. How about that? So interesting to hear you be completely wrong. (laughs) Here's a question. Who was your favorite cast member of the original series? Um, Brad, this is a Cowboys postgame show, Brad. An Asian gentleman, perhaps? This is about Star. This is not about Star Trek. It's a Cowboys post game. Sulu. I'm talking about Sulu. I don't care. By far the most interesting character in over 50 years of Star Trek. Brad. Played, of course, by George Takei. Okay, Brad. Do you like George Takei? I don't even know who George Takei is, bro. What are you talking about? Who is George Takei? Oh, so you hate. George Takei. I don't hate him. Are you a homophobe? Is that it? Is this George Takei? Me? Yeah. I'm not George Takei. My name is Brad. Um, Brad Hardbody. Okay, Brad. That's cool. Why would George Takei call your show? Okay, Brad. We're going to have George Takei would never want to hang out with you. Oh, my God. Even if George was stuck in the house for six months because of some bullshit virus, he still wouldn't call you. Are you really mad about this George Sakai thing? Did you not see the Cowboys game? Uh Uh-oh. Hater detected. Set phaser to asshole. The fuck? (laughs) 317, what's going on? Holla at me. Can I be blunt? This guy's back. Your show stinks. I'm a, I'm a, and I, I bet you personally stink too. <sighs> Sir, <laughs> this is a Cowboys post game show. And you call in here talking about George Sakai. What I want to ask you is 
Here we go. Here's his Zilla reaction, guys. Get ready for it. Buckle up. When was the last time you sucked to a guy's dick? Um, because well. for some reason, you're calling a Cowboys postgame show. Oh, yes, indeed. To talk about George Katai. Yes. So somehow, some way, his dick was in your mouth or your anus, and I want to know when. Why don't you go climb into your own wormhole? Brad! By that, I mean <laughs> butthole. Did you watch the Cowboys game? That's what the fuck I asked you! Bye, loser. As we say in Klingon. <laughs> I don't give a fuck! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Guys. <laughs> I pr- let's, all, let's, let's collectively pray for Brad. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Look at Grace. Is this George Takai? <laughs> He's got a fucking meltdown on the air. Wow. Cowboys it's, it's like the subtlety of the are you homophobic? It's just so good. <laughs> it's fucking great. Oh, man. I love those. It is you know, especially he's calling a, a Cowboys post game show. I know, super, super random, super subtle, very sophisticated. Ten out of ten would recommend a plus plus. Do you know who made that? Oh yeah, it's uh, it's Richard and Sal, Richard and Sal from the uh, from the Stern Show. They just awesome. put together fucking funny. You know, they just take random. You could tell it's kind of manufactured because they'll just take random clips. But how they put it together is just it's it's perfect. It's so good. Fucking, so good. <laughs> I fucking love it. Oh, my God. Yeah, guys, we've been talking about a lot of fucking crazy shit that's been going on to the news. You know, listen, I, I like I said, I subscribe to the New York Post and I, um, you know, I, I read it every single morning. And some of the stuff that I, you know, we talked about the, the you know, the McDonald's worker getting shot over French fries this morning. Um, you know, guy getting shot because he got cold, you know, he gave uh, somebody cold French fries at a McDonald's. I mean, these news stories every single day that I read through are just it's just it gets worse and worse as the days go on. Not worse and worse, like in, in the funny factor and just some of the wow factor. It's just a, the way that everything is being treated right now in this world. We're just we're on a fucking path of destruction. Did you see the one that came out today where it was the Canadian couple who went to Mykonos and got charged $500 for two cocktails and a dozen oysters? Oh, so hey, let me ask you about this. I've been seeing this shit now is um these people that are going out to like these extravagant resorts and shit and they're like preying on people um to they're like basically overcharging them the shit out of like so like when they go out to restaurants and shit you know you buy a sure. drink yeah like i i think i read one in uh somewhere maybe a, a month or two ago where it was like a, a mother and daughter went to some place down i don't know if it was down in the caribbean or something but they they bought like a pound of crab legs or something and split two drinks and the bill was like 700 dollars, and they said they were gonna hold them ransom unless they paid the bill <laughs> Yeah, and, and look, this one that I read in the New York Post, because you brought up the New York Post, and I read it just today, and this was, it's one where I guess you can't deny because it was in the fine print, and this was the scam. So Greece, their economy collapsed, and, you know, it's a Balkans yeah. nation, so it's kind of like the Wild West over there. And anytime an economy collapsed in a tourist area, you get what you get, kind of like going to the Caribbean, a uh, great parallel. Yeah. So this one specifically... They looked at the menu that was outside of the front door and, and the prices were listed. But at the bottom in extremely fine print was that the price was per hundred grams. 
So when they ordered these oysters, they charged them per 100 grams of the oysters, including the shells. So they got hit with a bill of 550 euros, which translates to about $700. And they had two cocktails and a dozen oysters, and they got hit. They just paid it because they didn't want any trouble. They didn't want to deal with the police. They didn't want to get rickrolled. They didn't want to get kidnapped yeah. or you know, find themselves in a bathtub full of ice with two kidneys missing. But it's just like one of those cautionary tales as the world is hitting like major uh, – inflation recessionary levels and shit's getting weird out there like make sure as you're an american tourist like doesn't mean you shouldn't go out and enjoy the world but as always keep your eyes open because 500 dollars for a couple oysters do you want to shoot a motherfucker over cold fries do you want to pay 500 dollars for oysters things are getting yeah, weird de- depending on where you are too is um i've seen this now is what they're doing is they're just basically cornering people like saying oh well we'll get the police involved and we'll arrest you and basically say you didn't you didn't you weren't going to pay your bill <laughs> Even though these people are, you know, you know, they're they're not there to start trouble. They're just, uh, you know, they're, they're on vacation and shit. I mean, right. But yeah, a collapsing economy. That's what these people do. They they fucking they'll corner people. They see people like me and you. They're like, oh, they got money. Yeah. Even if I corner them into the side of the fucking uh, restaurant, they're they're gonna eventually pay because they don't want any trouble. You know? For sure. The first time I traveled internationally, I was twenty five years old. I went to Jamaica by myself, and everybody told me. You know, be careful. Don't go anywhere by yourself. Like, yeah, don't go outside of the resort, basically. <laughs> and I, I was full of hubris, piss and vinegar and confidence. And I remember I was in the grill, which is a relatively safe part of the island. Mm-hmm. And I was by myself and I met an old Rasta man. He invited me to go smoke a, a J in like this courtyard. And after we got done smoking a J, and it was bomb weed. And I was lit as fuck. And he just looked at me dead in the eyes. He's like, now you're going to give me 2000 J's. And that equates like $20 American. I'm just like, but I thought we were just smoking weed. And he's like, and now you're going (laughs) to give me 20 bucks. And I just looked at him like, but how much is that worth to you? Like $2. And he's like, he's like, it's not about what it's worth to me. He's like, look around. And there were like three dudes staring at me. He's like, you can give me 20 bucks or, or these three dudes are going to make sure that we take everything you own. And you might not walk out of this courtyard. I'm like, cool. So just give me $20. Yeah. I'm going to give you the $20 as I walk out of this courtyard. And he's like, however you want to give me the $20 is fine, but we're going to take the $20 or more your choice. So I'm like, damn, like, it's real. It's like third world <laughs> shit. It's real. <laughs> like that was, it wasn't even the most expensive joint that I've ever smoked, but it was like the da- most dangerous joint I've ever smoked. And it, it taught me a lot about traveling internationally in the third world where it's no, like, they, they do they that s- on purpose. They do that on purpose to you. They see somebody like, you, you know, they're like, Oh, look at this fucking, look at this American. And they, they probably fucking put something in that. Listen, Jamaican weed is not good. I've smoked fucking weed down in Jamaica. I remember when I was down in, um, I stayed at sandals one time. This was probably like 10 years ago. And uh, I was actually out in the water. Some some guy, some Jamaican in a fucking like a little little paddle boat paddled up to me. He's like, "Hey man, uh, you you want some weed?" He's offering me to. I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm I'm out here. Uh, I'd love to buy some from you right now, but um, you know, obviously I don't have any money on me. I'm in my fucking swim shorts. I'm out in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, man, I wait for you. You go back. You you go you go get your money. I I wait right here. I did actually go back in the to, ocean. Uh, yeah. And so I actually went back to the beach and I, I'm like scrambling back and my ex-girlfriend at the time, she's like, who the hell are you talking to out there? I'm like, oh, it's this nice Rastafarian guy. He wants to sell me a bag of weed, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to buy it from him. So I, I take a $20 bill and I'm walking out with it. I'm holding it up and I'm like walking through and I gave it to him, gave me the bag of weed. And that was it. He just paddled off. I never saw him ever again, but I smoked yeah. it and it was fucking awesome. It was fucking kind of shitty looking. I mean, it wasn't the great, it's not like the shit we get up here and you know, I'm, I mean, first time I, I showed, showed up to Jamaica, the same trick I, I was talking about. And I've been there six times. And every time I've been robbed in one way, shape, or in that form <laughs> or another, I like to call it just the Jamaican 
hallway toll. It's like there's a there's a toll in the hallway, Brian. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? You got to actually and just, you know, yeah, you got to show up first and be like, all right, well, listen, in order for you to kind of go through step one, you got to give us some money. And if yeah, you don't, just, uh, it's like yeah. it's just like this honorary. We're going to we're going to rob you, but only a little bit so that you feel a little bit unsafe. But we got we got our tax on you anyway. The first time I showed up, I wanted to buy an ounce of weed. I was there for a week. And the first weed they showed me was like Mexican brickweed. I'm like, no, I want better stuff. So they came back and it was slightly better. I'm like, no, I want better stuff. And third time they showed up and it was actually good. And it was only 150 bucks for an ounce. I'm like, bingo. And I smoked the whole thing in a week. And it was a, a blur of an Jesus. adventure. Well, I mean, I just rolled, well, I rolled up a bunch of joints and just smoked it with everybody that I saw. It was just that kind God. of trip. Because I, I went by myself. fucking retarded. I'd be fucking Any. absolutely retarded. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I met these uh, these French dudes that were staying in the same like beachfront like bungalow hotel, and we all uh, journeyed together to the plantation on the mountainside. And the plantation was nothing more than just like a like a straw covered hut, and they were just like randomly uh, growing weed here, there, and everywhere in the Rocky Mountainside. And they pulled out like a a full stick of weed with rainbow colored. Uh, uh crystals all over it it was some of the best weed i've ever seen in my entire life so i'm here to tell you that as a tourist they don't sell you the good stuff they keep the good stuff for themselves but yeah, I also, you gotta you gotta beg I, for it <laughs> like, I also please know i'm not that, using like, this crap <laughs> people people told me like real life horror stories that if you try to do that kind of adventure on your own even taking a taxi on your own that like even for like 20 bucks like they will they'll drive you inside they, they will not just rob you the life is cheap down there they'll just fucking kill you and no, they don't care and it's one of those things that like we don't necessarily think about and not to make it too heavy like to just a reminder like there's a toll in the hallway every time you go to a place like that and Man, you, know, you know what you know how you you know how you correct it and how you don't get involved you know what you do you just stay in stay here you, you just you know what to do is just stay home or, or go somewhere close don't fucking go anywhere fucking f listen i'm all like i've had my adventures and i've gone out of the country and shit and i've been to a bunch of different countries and i've had my fun and shit but you know what it is now i'm just with with how this world is or especially over the last three years after the pandemic and all this other crap dude i'm scared to even leave my fucking house to be honest with you i don't know man there's some cool places to go like i went to chile and i went to argentina both of those were pretty Easy breezy. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I bet I've been out of the country, no questions. I mean, I've been to Australia. Australia was fucking awesome. I've been to a bunch of the islands in Caribbean. Like I've been to like you know Bermuda. I've been to Aruba, which was beautiful. You know, I've gone. You know, I've I've been to Mexico, which I, it just it doesn't do anything for me. I think Mexico is just fucking overhyped. Yes, but it's beautiful. It depends on what part of Mexico you go to. Well, I, mean, I went to, to I went to I went to Punta Cana, which was really nice. I've been to Cozumel. I've been to Cozumel uh, too. Yeah, I actually DJed in Cozumel. Uh, yeah, back that, in that area. Twenty fourteen. What's, what's the the land side of it? It's um, it's the Playa del Carmen, right? Yeah, Playa del Yeah, because we we I we actually took a cruise ship. It was from Miami Beach out of. It was called the Groove Cruise. We went from Miami Beach to Cozumel. And when we got off, they kind of brought us like they brought us off and we had to like kind of drive like on these like uh, on these tractor things through like this dirt desert thing. It was like a fucking maze. And they finally got us out where the beach area was and it was all open beach and shit. And there was like fucking uh, slides and shit. And it was just, it was like a big playground for kids. And we they had all the DJ equipment set up and we played on the it was fucking awesome. It was fun as hell. But uh. Yeah, it was just, um, I don't, it was a very weird setup and it's just, it, you're down there. And the weird thing was, is getting off of the boat and then you're getting on, you're driving through dirt trails. Like it literally took us almost 25 minutes just to get to the beach. Cause we had to drive through these, 
very sketchy fucking trails and shit. But I mean, when you get out there and you see the beach and shit, and you're like, holy fuck, Christ, this is beautiful. But I don't know. I'm just, I'm not all about traveling anymore. It's, I'm about traveling. I just want to stay fucking close. I really do. You know, I'm going on vacation on the 18th. I'm going to fucking coastal Delaware. It's going to be beautiful out. I already looked at the weather. I'm one of those people that looks at like the 20 day forecast. It's probably the worst thing you can do. Have you ever been to Maine? I've been to Maine. Yeah, it's not, it's not for me. It's, it's, uh, it's boring. It's for old people. My parents want, my parents are 70 years old. They want to move to Maine. Oh, that's (laughs) fair. I mean, the the, the (laughs) road trip I took to Maine, I went to Portland and then took a road trip up to Acadia and dropped like four hits of LSD in the national park. So for old people, for, for young people, I just like Maine because the Rocky coast meets the the Atlantic ocean and the the trees in the forest. And and it's, but but I hear you, man. I hear you. It's it's beautiful. I I can't say anything. Listen, Maine is a, is a nice, nice fucking state. It's, it's, it's almost like it doesn't even it shouldn't even exist in uh, in the United States. It, it, should, it actually I feel like we should actually give Maine to Canada and be like, listen, this place is too beautiful. You take it. <laughs> Fair <laughs> it enough. Man. It doesn't belong here. <laughs> but I'm, I'm getting a little bit older, and I, I think I might like migrate up to Maine eventually, but only when I'm like old enough where like I'm part of the demographic that actually lives up there. Does that make sense? Because you're well, right, it see, is, it's an I'm older the, population. I'm older too, and like I'm 35 now, and I want to move down to coastal Delaware eventually. And people are like, "Well, what do you want to move down there for?" It's Delaware. Well, number one, it's a small state, and number two, it's right on the coastline. You have the you have the fucking uh, the bay, and you have the ocean on one side, and, and you can afford property, uh, right? Yeah, it's all, and it, there's no there's no sales tax down there. Um, everything's cheap. So, I mean, it's like, it's one of those, it's one of those hidden gems where I discuss it a lot on the air and I'm like, I don't, I don't want anybody to like, you know, take this and be like, oh man, I'm going to move down there. Fuck you. Well, listen, I'll give you the go ahead. I don't care. I don't want to be in the riffraff of like ocean city, Maryland and all that shit. I want to be, I want to have the same type of feel and experience, but I want to be further up the coast with the old fogies. You know what I mean? That's where I want to be. I want to be up the coast with all the old farts. For sure. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't want to be in the riffraff. I don't want to, I don't want to be around kids because I don't want kids. I don't want kids near me. I just, I want my fucking beach and my bay on one side. And, uh, and you know, that's it. That's all I want. And they have a fucking strip of bars. They got fucking seafood up the ass. That's what I want. If I can live a life and die happy, that's where I would die happy. As long as you can get that Viagra prescription and you've got those recently widowed women, then that is an excellent way to go out into the sunset. Hey, fuck it. I don't know. Delaware is chill. I mean, it's not for the young people, but you said 35, I'm 38. So when I think about migrating up to Maine, I'm thinking like around 50. Uh, I'm in New York City. That's what I'm thinking. Put put me 20, 25 years in the city. And by that point, I will have seen it. I will have done it. And at that point, I'm going to want something quiet. Peaceful, Listen, you beautiful. know what you do? You, you you save your money. Like, and this is what anybody, guys, if you if you have a dream to move somewhere, you know what? Listen, don't start your retirement when you retire from your job. Start planning ahead of time. Fuck it. You know what? Get, get all your coins together and then, you know, and that's it. Get the fuck out of here when you can. For before life takes over and you're like, oh shit, you know what? I should have did this. And you're second guessing yourself, but it's too fucking late. I would say take as much time as you can now when you're young. Like, oh well, yeah, save your money. Sh- I made a shitload of money earlier in the year and I know I could have saved it and like advanced myself, but instead I just decided to take six months off because 38 years old, how many times in my life am I going to be able to afford to take six months off and just live my life at this point in my life? Not old, not broken, not tired, not depressed, like just live. And I know that doesn't make a lot of sense for a lot of people, but I'm here to tell you it was freaking awesome. But you know, 
Bank account and go back to work. And you know what? The other thing is, too, is do it when you still have the ambition to do it because you're going to run out of fucking steam when you get to a certain age, too. And you're going to be like, ah, yeah, I guess I'm just going to settle here. You know, my parents are 70 years old and now it's like they've been talking for the last 10 years about moving to Maine. And I always. most people do a lot of talking and most people just keep on going through the same steps, same action, same steps, same action. And then all of a sudden they're tired and they don't want to do anything. I don't know what you do for work. I, I chose to freelance for a lot of years. I currently own a, my own business. I've been a manager, project manager, a director of uh, companies, and now I'm a designer and an entrepreneur. And, and I don't look at money as something that you have to chase. I look at money as exactly what it is. It's currency and it's a tool. And the currency is supposed to flow through your life. I had this cool Indian girlfriend when I was younger. I used to stress about money. And she's like, Matt, why are you stressing? And I'm like, because it's important. She's like, but hasn't it always worked out? And I'm like, yeah, but. She's like, but what? Hasn't it always worked out? I'm like, yeah, you're right. And once I once I release the idea of stressing out over money and I just when I want to make it, it just shows up. And it does actively require my participation. But in the meantime, I just watched this cool spy movie the other night where Tom Hanks was the lawyer to a East German Russian spy who was part of the trade between the U2 pilot that went down in Russia. You guys know during like the Oh uh, yeah, yep. I yeah. And, and he was given the hard, Tom Hanks' character was given the hard task of defending the Russian spy where everybody wanted to send him to the electric chair, but he saw the wisdom. He's like, why don't we keep him alive, give him a prison sentence because eventually we might need to trade this guy. And he, the, the thing came true within like a year and, and he traded it. And the, the cool thing about this character who was the spy is every time the, the guy went to court or was going through another trial, uh, Tom Hanks is like, aren't you worried? And he's like, would it help? I'm like, wow, that's so wise. Like, as you're going through the hard times, just ask yourself, are you worrying? Will it help? And I'm like, wow, that's a really cool rule to live by in life in general. Am I freaking out? Will it help? And uh, I like that. It's, you know, yeah. you, you learn well, something I, new every day, right? I, I freak out every fucking day. My thing is, yeah, I'm a manager. At, you know, I, I manage a service department for a Chrysler dealership, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. So, yeah, I mean, I, listen, I'm stressed out. My thing is, is like, yeah, and I also do this radio show on the side. So I have two fucking jobs. You know, this radio show I do, which is profitable. And I also do that. But, you know, I, I balance life out. And yeah, again, I'm I'm not worried about money every single week because I know I'm I'm doing what I have to do and I don't have to fucking worry. But the thing is with me is like I, I I'm quick paced. So like my thing is I'm 35. I, I have like a fucking project that I want to like I'm, I'm at the point where I want to be out of here in fucking five years. But I still love my jobs that obviously the show's not going anywhere. But my job is what I'm doing right now. I'm like, I got a perfect job. What the fuck am I going to leave right now? I might as well just keep stacking up my money. And I don't know. You get complacent. That's the problem. A lot of people, they just, they, you know, we do get complacent in life. You you love what you do and you, you're making good money. You get comfortable. And that's a good thing. But at the same time, too, you're just like, you know, also, if you get too complacent, then you lose out on a lot of opportunities. I don't want to be that fucking person. I, I can't. I don't. You know what I do? Because you sound a lot like me, because I've always had a lot of irons in the fire. What I've done that has served me well in life is not worrying about the details, but I know what I want the chapters of my life to be. For instance, I knew that I wanted my 20s to be for fun and for the establishment of exploration of what I might want to do creatively and for my career. I wanted my 30s to be for career and finding a little bit of uh, branching out in the world and, and like firmly explore and maybe the foundation of a relationship. I want my forties to be the continuation of that and firming up everything. The fifties to be 
where I kick it into overdrive and make that money. The 60s is where I start to wind it down and to relax. And the 70s is where I, I then take everything that I've ever learned and do my passion because I've worked hard enough and now it's not for me to hey, do Hey, sounds good. Sounds like a good plan to me. My problem is, is that even Hannah will tell you in here who's in the chat. Listen, I'm 35 and I feel like I'm already fucking 65, so. Oh, well, that's that's well, no, not 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 saying not not saying that I feel that way, but I just you know I I do have the mindset. I yeah, but I yeah I have a um, I have an older uh, mind state. My my thing is I'm an old soul, so you know, listen, Hannah busts my balls all the time. Like, oh my god, Joe, you sound like you're you know you're 80 sometimes, and yeah, I do because I just I let things stress me out, but that's just who I am. I don't know. Well, the beautiful thing about like I I laugh at my I laugh at myself about it. The beautiful thing about people with that older soul and that older mindset is they're going to get to that retirement age quicker. And it sounds like you're stacking the coin, you're focused, you're hardworking. And the only thing that I could, I could say is a uh, direct feedback is meeting you for the first time is it sounds like you're on the hustle right now, but just around the corner, all you have to do, do is decide what you want to do. Once you're finally in the position where you've, you've won the game of capitalism, which it doesn't sound like you're too far away, maybe 10, 15 years away. And then you've won. So what's that? What's that retirement hobby going to be? Is it going to be the show? Is it going to be fishing? Is it going to be sailing? Is it going to be building a house? Like, what's it going to be, man? Just it's going to be. It's going to be. I, I already had that all planned out. It's going to be doing the show. Yeah, I'm going to be doing some fucking fishing, and uh, you know, I'm going to fucking you know be doing some boat. I'm going to be literally. I'm going to be a beach bum. I'm going to fucking live nice. by the beach. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a fucking beach bum. I'm going to literally. My my job every morning is, is I'm going to do this radio show. I'm going to go outside on the beach. I'm going to fucking sit on the beach and and become a lobster. I'm going to get so baked out in the fucking sun and it's like, by the, by the time gold chain and, yeah and like, yeah but yeah it's gonna it's gonna leave shirt. the yeah it's gonna leave the imprint in my skin you know where you know it's it's gonna be white there and um yeah i'm gonna um i'm gonna hit happy hour i'm gonna be like one of the locals down in delaware nice you know, are you gonna be a boat guy yeah, I'll be one of the, yeah, you know, I'm just going to fucking live like, like, I love when I go down there and I see those guys like sitting around at the bar. You always know the locals are like, hey, Fred, how you doing? Hey, you want a shot? <laughs> and they throw the fucking coaster at the guy. And, and what'd you do today? Ah, well, you know, uh, sat outside and, uh, you know, I was on the boat for a little while and I said, catch. That's what I want to do. I, I want to live that oh. fucking life. I'm jealous. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Are you a motorboat or a sailboat kind of guy? Oh, I love to motorboat, if you know what that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, always definitely a motorboater. No, but I would, yeah, no, I would, uh, no, I'm more of a sailboat guy. You know why? Because I, I live like a very, um, I don't know how to say this. My life is like, um, I live at my own pace. I like a nice slow pace. So I want to just go out there and just set the sail and just let it go. Take me where the fuck it goes. I'm, I'm not a mo, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a speedboat guy. I, I don't like speedboats. I do, but I just, that's not my lifestyle. I'd you know, I want to fucking, you know, I'm like a, I'm like a Christopher Columbus type of guy. <laughs> oh yeah, man. I, I feel like there's a lot of things that we have in common. I think that in the next two years I might buy my friend's 36 foot sailboat off of him. And I'm, I'm thinking, do I want to keep on doing the apartment living in New York or do I want to like sell my possessions, live on that boat and figure out like the next chapter of my life as I stack that coin? Listen, uh, before we get to this music break, I'll tell you, you're only 38. You're only three years older than me. So you got a lot of time to think about it, my man. Just, uh, you know, keep your uh, keep your hopes high. And that's all I could do, too. And, you know, eventually, you know, hopefully everybody will uh, will do what they want. But, you know. Well, listen, brother. Before the music break, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop off the show. It was such a pleasure to meet you. And yeah, no problem, brother. I can't wait to talk again. Have a beautiful night, man. Anytime, man. You're always welcome. Thank you, Maddie. Right, that was uh, Maddie McMattface right there, guys. First time on the show here. Thank you so much for uh, for tuning in. Cool. All right. Nice to talk to. Uh, let me see. I'm gonna unmute.
Aaron's mic to see if he's still there. Aaron, are you there? There's some fumbling around going on in the background. Max, you got any intel going on over there? All right, well, let's, let's, mute Mike's, let's mute his mic over there. He might have a plunger in the toilet. I don't want to. Uh... <laughs> he hasn't texted He hasn't texted me yet either. So I don't know if he's doing cleanup or something, or he must be busy. Yeah, all right, so we'll, we'll let Aaron um, clean up the toilets and. Uh... Yeah, all right. We'll play some music here. <laughs> Poor Aaron. <laughs> oh, hey now. Yeah, me too. I'm sure to hear the details. All right, guys. Uh, Joe Antonio Show. I got to go refill the kombucha. When we come back, I got to plug the sponsor. I forgot, guys. Had a good conversation with Maddie McNatface. Came in the nick of time. That's a combo. Cool. All right, guys. This is Oris J featuring Del Cena with Trippin. This is the Agent Sumo. Guys, we'll be right back. Joe Antonio Show. Stay tuned.
right there featuring Del Cena. That was uh, tripping right there. Love that fucking track. It's a cool one. All right. Joe Antonio Show here. Guys, welcome back. Uh, let me see here. Where's my microphone adjustments? My microphone adjustments are all fucking screwed up tonight. Hey, now. All right. There we go. Okay. We work. Just making sure we all work here, guys. All right. Let me go through some of the stuff that we have here. Ooh. Um, hmm. Let me do this one here. I fucking love this one. I saw this uh, on, I don't know where the hell I found this today. I sent it to Max and I had him, I was like, pull this clip for today. We were, <laughs> we were talking about like, um, just, this is like the supreme narcissism at its finest. And I, I love this clip. The only reason being is because th there was a clip that I found online. It's a girl. She's, she's in a fast food drive-thru. And so I guess, I don't know, there's like a new item that just came out at one of these fast food restaurants. And she's literally, you know, did you ever go into like a fast food where it stretches out from the drive through all the way back and she's blocking somebody? Um, there, she's like actually blocking through traffic and out traffic into this place. And she she wants to stay in line and she it won't she won't move. She wants to stay in line so that she can get her fucking whatever she's getting at this fast food restaurant. This is irritating. Because this girl's so stupid. She's sitting in line and she's like recording herself on a video. Like, oh my God, like, why are they like beeping on me right now? Like, I don't understand. Like, I just don't understand why they're beeping. You're blocking fucking traffic. So this one lady actually comes up to her and like, listen, we have a medical emergency going on and you're blocking the fucking outway to this fucking, this plaza that we're in. Because the, the drive through line stretches out into, and she's just sitting there like a fucking dope. Like, I don't know what to say, I, I, you know. It's like, you know, again, getting back to all the shit we've talked about and some of the news stories that we played today. And I was talking to, you know, Aaron and, you know, Maddie McMatface about it. It's just the fucking stupidity that go that goes on right now in this world. It's just people are just all about themselves. They don't care anymore. Talk about a supreme fucking narcissist. It's just it's it's absolutely fucking mind boggling that the way people's minds work. And this is just hard to listen to, but it's fucking funny at the same time. Take a listen to this. You, you want to see a supreme narcissist at work? Listen to this chick. This is great. And she's and she's like, it sounds like she's proud of herself for doing it. Here, here we go. Get ready for this one. This is like the sixth one I've gone to, and the line is crowded, so we're we're looking good. Oh yeah, you guys are looking great. No one behind you needs to get anywhere. Let's just park in the middle of the road so we can get our bags of cholesterol. Good lord. Yeah, let's get a look at this genius. Ah, oh, what a surprise. A deer in headlights. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Has no idea why someone would be upset right now. Oh my god. I don't know where I am. This truck is honking, but there's like a lot. I literally don't know what to do. What is so confusing to her about this? getting honked at there's like a line and i don't know what to do you don't know what to do if this was a problem on a test for third graders the entire class would pencil in the correct answer immediately but somehow you're stumped just how it is i don't know ah, this is sad this is what deer in the middle of the road say to themselves just how it is i don't know this girl gonna fight? Watch this. This lady comes up to her window. Where do you hear the excuse? I'm going through the drive-thru. 
I'm going through the drive-thru. You can block the street. Okay, I, I don't know what else you want me to do. I'm going through the drive-thru. I already circled around. Okay, I, I'm gonna try. Okay, I'm gonna try. I mean, this is like a small child in an adult body. This person belongs in daycare. There needs to be some sort of foster program for these type of people. Like foster parents for adult babies who re-raise them until they're fit to assimilate back into society. Oh god. Okay, these things are like so not even worth it. <gasps> Nashville not available. Okay, it's not even available, y'all. See, we should be allowed to just airlift these people right off the road with them in the car. Just drop them right into the impound. Ah! Okay, get out, get out, get out. Oh my god. I'm like in, like, oh my god, this is... Now you mean to say this person is just as qualified as the rest of us to drive a two-ton box of metal at 80 miles an hour alongside of us on a freeway? You're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> stress and they don't even have it i'm so i'm literally so over these i just want to go home and cry how do they let people like this operate machinery we gotta stop giving everyone licenses <laughs> oh, what are these sounds she's making now i'm so yeah uh, i just want to oh god <laughs> okay i'm uh... yeah so gross you know what's worse than this a house full of these people yeah, if you've been following my journey on Patreon, I've been subjecting myself to quite possibly the worst show ever made. TikTokers who live in a house and do nothing. I'm watching episode six of Hype House today on the Patreon. So if you want to hear my food. I just, oh my God. It's so fucking aggravating. It's not even funny. It's just, it's, it's like mind bending. People are so fucking stupid. <laughs> my God. Oi vey. Um. Here, what do we got here? We've got a couple minutes left. Let's see. Let's just check and see how Aaron. Aaron, you over there? Hey, Aaron. Hello. Oh, some. Oh, they're. They're cleaning up over there. Ugh, something must have happened. Jesus Christ. Hey, do you guys remember the Aaron shitting song? <laughs> I know. Listen, I know this whole uh, cosmic explosion of the plumbing over at Aaron's house has nothing to do with him. I know it doesn't. But I remember, I remember when Aaron it was a couple, maybe a month or two ago, and he was uh, talking about how the, the episode where he shit his pants. That was actually really funny. I remember I had people coming up to me and like, dude, that was a fucking great clip. You know, when we were talking about Aaron when he shit his pants. I think we still have the song queued up. Here we go. Well, you can't tell by the way I awkward walk. I'm gonna shit my pants. There's no time to talk. <laughs> I came out. Yeah, it was funny. And I'm standing here, but my butt feels mud. And it's all right. It's okay. Please step out my fucking way. <laughs> yeah, that was Aaron's song that he made about shitting his pants that time. I don't think it's that serious, but I don't know. There must be cleanup on aisle five going on over there tonight. That sucks. Oh, God. I would not want to be in that predicament. Fucking poor Aaron. <laughs> we had such a great start to the show. Um, I don't know. That shit happens. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Um, you know, let's get into some more phony phone call fun before we uh kind of jet out of here tonight for the uh you know, guys. We'll we'll be back on Friday night, uh Saturday night, and Sunday night. Guys, um, yeah, so obviously we're do our two days and then uh take our little sabbatical on on Thursday night. Guys, make sure to check out, um, you know, tonight's show and the past episodes. Go to the JoeAntonioShow.com. Oh, shit. You know what? Um, let me load up a phony phone call here. But I do, um, 
I do actually have to uh, plug the plug the old sponsor here too before I fucking forget, which I don't want to do. I'm just trying to see, trying to find a, a phony phone call we haven't played in a while here. Um, let's see. Yeah, played that one recently. Uh, Sal's Gary Delabonte pizza prank phone call. Uh, yeah, let's try that one. <laughs> see what that one's all about. Most of these I've had, I've, I've, I've got to go through this list too, guys. This, this is growing so fast. Aaron's been helping out too on the uh, on the opposite end with the phony phone calls and shit. Yeah, so here we go. Uh, let's do this, guys. Let's uh, plug the sponsor first before we uh, absolutely forget here tonight. And I don't want to do that. Yeah, because we're right around the end of the show, and I don't want to do it, guys. The official sponsor of the Joe Antonio Show is Aquavite Kombucha, guys. If you don't know what it is, it's a premium probiotic tea, organic kombucha, non-alcoholic. Premium ingredients, live probiotics, beneficial enzymes, gluten-free, vegan, and handcrafted in the great state of Vermont. So usually that's where I flip it over to Aaron. He's obviously busy right now. Guys, so many f- great flavors to choose from. You have your hibiscus, ginger, and lime. Ooh, strawberry and sage. You got your blueberry social, the one I'm sipping on. Hold on. Ah, wow, peach out. You got it, Hannah. How the hell did you know that I was sipping on peach out? Fucking mind reader. Section what I'm drinking right now. <laughs> Crazy. Guys, their pledge of authenticity. They only use premium ingredients or live cultures and probiotics. They're developed during fermentation and not lab manufactured. Their kombucha is always alive, vibrant, never pasteurized, and they use the latest technology to produce a non-alcoholic kombucha. Guys, make sure to check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Aquavite Kombucha. That's A-Q-U-A-V-I-T-E-A-K-O-M-B-U-C-H-A. Or check them out on their official website, guys. www.aquavite.com. Guys, when you go to shop, make sure to use the promo code Joe A Show. That's Joe A Show at checkout to get 10% off your order and plus get free shipping on any of the items that you buy using the promo code Joe A Show. Yes. Ugh. Oh, it's just going to burp. This is going to be a nice kombucha burp, too. Hold on. Uh, oh, man. Hey, now. Oh, that was good. I need to let that out. Oh. <laughs> All right, here we go, guys. Phony phone call time. Here we go. This is Sal. Uh, um, Sal's Gary Delabate pizza call. My good friend Gary always getting trashed on. <laughs> always very useful for a good phony phone call. Here we go. Hello. Hello. I'm calling about the job for uh, Pizza Man. You already forgot. Are you working right now? Are you working right now? No, no. My name's Gary. Gary Delabate. All right, now what do you need? A full time pizza guy? Yeah, what are you what are you looking for? Let me ask you this. Uh do you have any problem if I uh take a nap every once in a while on the job? If you take a nap once in a while? Sometimes I eat a lot of cookies I and I get tired. How are you gonna take a nap while while are you working? Well we work, I work a little bit, then I eat a couple of cookies and I go to sleep. It's okay, it's okay, no, no. Why? We don't do that. You cannot take a little snooze. Why? What's wrong with that? Nothing. Listen, uh it's okay, my friend, okay? This is Gary Delabate. I'm known for this. I don't, I don't, I'm not I'm not even people that work not to take a nap. Frank, listen to me. I want to come in. I'm going to work. But once in a while, I take a nap, and I'll eat the uh, pizza out of the garbage pail. That's what I do. This is Gary Delabate. Listen, uh, thanks, uh, thanks for calling, all right? But I don't need you. <laughs> Hello? A Franco quesadish, my boy. Uh, this is a Mama Celeste, a friend of Gary Delabate. Uh, he told me to call in. I wanted to make it a pizza. Listen, uh, buddy, don't break my fucking balls, all right? 
A Franco, my Pazana, what do you mean by buddy? Uh, this is a Mama Celeste. I have a vagina. Want to come in and make it a pizza? Do, do me a favor. Forget about this fucking number, okay? I play a sporkle. I play a solitaire. No, I, I, I love to uh, el sleep. Just look at the Gary Delabate. This is a Mama Celeste. No problem, correcto? You fucking asshole. Uh, what? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Fucking love it at the end. Uh, let's do a little two for here, even though it's uh, Wednesday. We'll do another uh, phony phone call here. I'm really hoping Aaron's okay. You know what? I'm going to try calling Aaron really quick. How much time we got? Well, we got 10 minutes. I just want to call him just so we can uh, see if he's okay there. <laughs> hmm. See how your dog's doing. You can get a little answer on I don't know. It didn't sound too good over there when we were. <laughs> Poor Aaron. Yeah, that's too many rings for him. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, guys. It don't sound good. All right, let's do another phony phone call here. Um, oh, this is a good one, too. Here we go. Our Bibles are talking about queers laying in their bed together. That's crazy. Hold on. We got somebody calling in now. Hello, caller. Hello. Hello. I'm so uncomfortable today. Huh? I invested in a huge new wardrobe, and I uh, stupidly did this when I was at my skinniest. Okay. So I've, I've gained inches. Uh, my hands have been really tight since I, I think the Mandela effect made me fat because I've gained like 25 pounds. My pants and... are so tight, my balls feel like a vagina, like they're numb. Oh. Now what am I going to do? Who is Hello, talking? Talk. Who is that talking? I have no idea. That kind of... I don't even feel my dick. Who That's not the Bill. hell is that? That's not <laughs> Bill. So now I'm like, oh, fuck. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my balls are numb. Oh, so, get the hell off our radio show, you pervert. They're, like, pushed in. Wow. I don't want to hear about his stinky balls, okay? Castorate him. He yeah. needs to shut his mouth. I should have worn my baggy pants anyway. Who cares? My mama okay. is listening to this show, you perverty caller. I need pants that don't squeeze my balls this so time. Anyway. Who is that pervert? <laughs> we don't want her about your balls itching and scratching. I bought all these pants and they don't fit. Oh, my God. Never had that happen before, so I do apologize to the listener. Joseph, he's a different you need to make sure that you look at the number that's calling and write that I down. I do. Please, my mom is listening. My mom is listening. And we do have a, a caller from a... That woman that was on that show, actually, she sounds like uh, Shannon. I haven't seen Shannon around here in a long time. Anybody heard from Shannon? Let me know in the chat. No. Area no. Code. Guy's going to start talking about his penis again you know i just can't even pray god hello hello my balls and everything oh my god fat is hanging over my belt you shut your filthy mouth my mama is on this show right now and you're not going to talk like that in front of my mama you go wash your mouth out with soap you little whore ah fuck it oh my god hang up the phone shit hang up the phone fuck you all I closed out the phone line, so there they won't be no more calls. So. <laughs> the caller was, you really upset me, and you've upset, I believe, everybody on the radio show. I know you did me. I think Satan put you up to calling and saying the things that you did on the on the radio show, and that really doesn't make you look like a rational person. <laughs> yeah, you think? Well, anybody calling into a fucking radio show like that, I don't think is a rational person. <laughs> I always have to question myself, the people that call into my show, if they're rational people, but 
now we have a lot of fun on here all right guys uh yeah we just hit the uh two hour climax guys uh thank you guys for tuning in uh again make sure to guys check over the joeantoniashow.com for updates on all the new shows yes guys if you have anything you want to send us me and max or aaron send it over to show at the joeantoniashow.com guys we'll make sure we'll peep it out check it out if you guys got uh clips anything you guys want us to play on the air uh, your own content. I don't care what it is. Send it over. We'll always take a peek and take a listen. And uh, yeah, guys. Uh, yeah, it's very easy. And again, the Joe Antonio show.com. You guys can go on there and uh, download all the latest episodes. And again, guys, you can find us anywhere that you listen to your um, podcast or what we like to call live radio archive shows for what we do here. Uh, again, make sure you go to Spotify, Google podcasts, Amazon podcasts, iHeartRadio, it doesn't matter where it is, guys. We're on 18 different platforms. You can uh, check us out anywhere, everywhere, guys. We are global, the Joe Antonio Show. Yes. All right. You two have a great night, guys. Yes. Make sure everybody, uh, if you guys see Shannon around, tell her I said hi. Talk to her. I got a message on Facebook. Miss Shannon. All right. La 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 la. All right, guys, I'm going to bed. I'll see you tomorrow. Or Friday, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be here tomorrow. <laughs> Love you guys.